Good morning. This is Jeff Thomas, and I would like to welcome each of you to this early Friday morning edition of Words from the Word of God. Let's get right into the Word of God today and see what it has to say to our heart. And I pray this uh, would be an encouragement and a a guidance and a blessing to you as we enter into this weekend. For the purposes of today's message, we'll be reading from the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 1 down through verse 10, focusing mainly on verse 8 and 8 through 10, but I want to read for the context of Scripture here. This is the Apostle Paul's epistle or his letter that he had written to the church at Ephesus or the Christians in Ephesus, uh, and hence the name of the book of Ephesians because he was writing <clears throat> as he was led by the Holy Spirit to the uh, Ephesians. But let's, let's look what the Word of God has to tell us here this morning. And you hath he quickened, this is verse 1, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin, wherein in times past you walked according to this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, speaking of God's wrath, even as others. I love verse 4 in this great theological word, but, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are ye saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus." Verse 8, and this is where I want to focus today. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now, many of us want to stop right here. We want to stop and give the Lord the praise for the the salvation that comes through faith in Christ. And yes, that is true. The Apostle Paul has between Ephesians chapter 1 and verse and chapter 2 has made this clear that our salvation is by grace alone through our faith in Jesus Christ without any effort or anything any works of our own he says right here in verse 9 not of works lest any of us should boast he is wanting us to know that there is nothing that we could ever do that could earn salvation through Christ of our own merit, but we must not consider and stop at verse 9. We must look at verse 10, and he says right here in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, for we, speaking of believers, those that have been saved by grace through faith in Christ, we are his workmanship. Whose workmanship? God's workmanship. That word workmanship is speaks of creation, um, and that is the same word that's used in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, where Paul says God's eternal Godhead is revealed to man through what? Creation, his creation. So right here in verse 10, we are his handiwork. We are his creation. And we are created, he says, created in Christ Jesus unto 
good works. Notice that phrase there, unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. My friends, I want to speak to you for a few minutes today as we go into this weekend on the the fact of our grace through faith in Christ, which produces good works. Many want to stop at verses 8 and 9 of Ephesians chapter 2 and say, well, you know, we've been saved, we've had our faith in Christ, and we've been saved by God's grace, and we don't have to do anything else in our life. My friends, that is a falsehood. Do not get caught up in that. These teachers that are teaching today that you can go out and chase your dreams and do whatever you want to do and live however you want to live and live a life that, and you still save, you must have good works to show out your faith. Right there in verses 1 through 3 in chapter 2, he says, In times past we walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. We were children of disobedience, uh, uh, fulfilling the, the desires of the flesh. We worked as hard as we could when we were in the world without Christ to do anything and everything that we wanted to do. But when we are saved by God's grace through our faith in Jesus Christ, we become a new creature. The Apostle Paul wrote uh, in another place in Second Corinthians chapter 5, verses uh, 17, he says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. But we must understand that we, yes, we are a create. We are created in Christ Jesus. We are a new creature. Our old man has passed away. We should be a new creation in in Christ Jesus, and that we should be about the Father's business. Our, if you stop just there at eight and nine, verses eight and nine of Ephesians chapter two, you're saying that your salvation by God's grace and Christ, your by your faith in Christ Jesus, makes you and puts you at what's considered a rocking chair front porch Christian, a rocking chair front porch believer. In other words, you're taking that wonderful grace that God has his unmerited favor and what it is saying there in verse 4 he was rich in mercy and his great love you're saying that out of all that God has done for you you don't have to do anything for him and you just want to sit back and and bask in the glory of your salvation through faith yes that is true and I want to be very careful here our faith comes only our salvation comes only through God's grace and our faith in Christ, but we are created as a new creature unto what? Right here in verse 10, unto good works. We, our salvation is not a rocking chair front porch salvation. My friend, it is a launching pad. We should be about the Father's business. When Jesus said, and when he started his ministry, he said, I must be about my Father's business. He also tells us to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he also said in another place, Work while the, the the day is here, for the night cometh when no man worketh. The Apostle Paul gives us a great example. 
in uh, the Luke, may I say, writes in that chapter in Acts chapter nine, he gives us a great example by who the Apostle Paul's conversion. And I want to read just a few verses here in chapter nine. Maybe I can get the point across here. That not me, but the Lord can get the point across as to what He's saying to our heart today. And I want to read verses uh, chapter nine, verse one on down as the Lord leads. And this is Saul, and he has been going about persecuting believers of the way, which Christian early church and ancient church Christians were known as believers of the way. He has been persecuting the church. Uh, if you read other places in the book of, of Acts, you see where he was had uh, great derision against Christians in the church at the time, believers at the time. But it says right here in verse 1 of chapter 9 of Acts, And Saul, this is Paul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest, excuse me, and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, speaking of the early believers, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard the voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? This is the Lord speaking to Saul. And Saul, and Saul said immediately, and he said, Who art thou, Lord? At that point in time, he realized that it was the Lord Jesus Christ speaking unto him, and it was the one that he was persecuting, and the very Christians that believed in him, he was persecuting, and he recognized Jesus Christ as what? Lord for the first time in his life. And the Lord said unto him, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. That word pricks there is speaking of the ox goad that guided the oxen as they plowed a field or whatever and directed them. Paul was kicking against the 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 church. He was kicking against the Christians. He was persecuting them. And but it says right here in verse six, and this is my point here, and he trembling and astonished said, What did he say? Lord, what will thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, that it shall be told thee what thou must do. And it shall be told thee what thou must do. We are created in Christ Jesus. Yes, we are a creation in Christ Jesus. We are, have been saved by God's grace. And, you know, there's there's a sad uh, misconception or two errors that's being made today uh, in the lives of Christians. You know, there's the we must uh, add something to what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross uh, for us to achieve salvation. That's one thought. And then the other thought is, well, all we have to do is believe and, and we'll be saved and we don't have to do anything else. Well, it says right here in verse 10 of back in Ephesians chapter 2, for we believers, those, and it refers back to verses 8 and 9, those who have been saved by grace through faith and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. We've received the gift of God, not of works, let's see, man, 
man should boast. For we are his workmanship, the very ones that Paul was speaking of in verses 8 and 9 of Ephesians chapter 2, created in Christ Jesus. He just didn't stop there. He said, unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them that we should walk in them. Now, I want you to notice something very closely here about the works that we do for the Lord. A few weeks ago, I was preaching a message on humility, and I was speaking on humility, and the Lord spoke to my heart in a mighty way, and he said, you need to examine your motives, and you need to be humble. Are you doing what you're doing for me to gain glory for yourself, to give me the glory and you to keep some of it? We must closely, through the power and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, listen to what the Lord says in our life and do what he directs us to do. That is precisely what Paul is clarifying here in Ephesians chapter 2, and this is what he's saying to you. While salvation is entirely of God, so are our works that we follow, that follow our salvation, should be solely of God, led by the Holy Spirit. We can, as just as we cannot claim anything of our salvation in and of ourselves, neither can we go out and chase our dreams and expect God to be our helper when we go do things of our own accord. We must say, like Paul said on the road to Damascus, and we've all been down that road to Damascus, wherever you were, when you were at, when you got saved and the Lord spoke to you, you are on your road to Damascus, your personal road to Damascus. And when you said, Lord, who art thou? And he introduced himself as Jesus Christ, your Savior, and you accepted him. You were not saved just to sit on the porch and do nothing. You are to be about the Father's business. Be about spreading the name of Jesus Christ, but don't do it of your own accord. Seek the Lord. Do like Paul said. Seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit that you're indwelled with and say, Lord, what will you have me to do? I have been created unto works which you, God, have ordained and before ordained for me to do. Guide me, lead me, direct my past because God is the in control. He has in, it ordained the entire process of our salvation and we cannot claim any glory for ourselves in our initial salvation even so, we cannot claim any glory in our subsequent good works for him. God is behind the entirety, the entirety of our salvation from start to finish in Christ Jesus. You have been created to someone amazing in Christ Jesus. You are God's workmanship. You, all your old works have passed away that that life that you lived in the world has passed away. Behold, everything has become new, and you should be and have just as much enthusiasm and seeking the Lord with all your heart to do what God wants you to do for Him. If that's to witness for Him, if that's to, to sing in the choir, if that whatever it may be, to read your Bible every day, you seek the Lord's guidance. And I promise you, He has promised us right here that He has before ordained each work that we do. And if we seek Him, He is faithful to His promises and He will show us what we will have to do for Him what he wants us to do for him.
Seek him today. Thank him and praise him. Yes, for by grace are we saved through faith and that not of ourselves. It's his gift to us. And it's not on based on us because if it's based on us, it's surely to fail. But if it's based solely in him, it will not fail. But we are his workmanship. And let's just ask like Paul did that day at the road, on the road to Damascus, Lord, what will you have me to do? What will you have me to do? I pray that this has been a blessing to you. I pray that you would have a great weekend. And I look forward to the next time that we can share in a word from the word of God.